The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 time 16. You know what that means. I have 16 thought leaders on today's show. This is our special 2016 predictions show, part three. Let me get started. The buzz, the future is almost here. Here's my quick opening quote from Eric Hoffer. The only way to predict the future is to have power to shape the future, and that's why we're here. So if you're searching for a crystal ball to see what 2016 holds for your company, your industry, your friends, family, and the world, well, you're probably not going to find it, but we have the next best thing. Today we will finish up our three-part special, as I said, and we have a total of 48, I said that, 48 thought leaders covering the technologies, the strategies, and the trends that can help your business and you grow and compete better next year and beyond. So pour a cup of Joe, Earl, Dom, whatever's left over, whatever's in the fridge, what's ever in the wine chest, and join us for SAP Game Changers Radio 2016 Predictions Part 3 Live, also known as Predictions on Steroids. Let me get started. My first four guests are, and you'll hear their voice briefly and then we'll get right down to predictions. Russ Lefevre heads, leads the U.S. Enterprise Industry Field Marketing Team for Cisco. Russ, say hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining me. We'll get to you in just a second. Martin Wazowski, Chief Designer, Global Design, SAP in Berlin. Martin, how are you? I'm fine. Good evening. Good evening. Good morning here in New York. Where are you calling from, Martin? Berlin. Capital. Berlin, okay, I should have known that. Thank you. Hang on tight. Chris Mark is Executive Director, Design and User Experience at SAP. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hi, Bonnie. Doing great. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. And rounding out this part of the show is the lovely Pat Saparito, Senior Director in the SAP Global Center of Excellence for Analytics. How are you, Pat? Doing great, Bonnie. Great to be here as well. Thanks for joining me. So let's circle back to Russ Lefevre. Russ, I am ready. And by the way, I have to tell everybody, you started your career with the U.S. federal government and you had top secret clearance and you love alpine mountaineering and motorcycle riding. Just pick those gems up out of your bio. So Russ, we can't wait to hear. I'm going to give you about two, two and a quarter minutes on the clock. Russ, why don't you share your predictions with us? Go ahead. Sure, sure. I have one prediction for 2016. And it's around the Internet of Things, or IoT. And I'll date myself a little bit, but to summarize, if you will, a headline of what I think is going to happen in 2016 with IoT, think of a movie that came out in 1979 called Breaking Away. Uh, It's a story about small-town teenage boys who are at the cusp of the transition from adolescence into adulthood. And that's how I would characterize what's going on with IoT right now. And I think what's going to happen next year, 2016, will be three things. The first thing I think will be the the very delicate balancing act of monetization and benefit against or with privacy and security. I think that's going to get real. I think that conversation is going to get more serious. Mm -hmm. The second thing I think is going to happen is we're going to see a shift from nice to have to must have for both the consumer market and the commercial markets when it comes to IoT adoption. And the third thing will be we're going to see much more scrutiny and regulation on the protection of information and data that's being collected through all these different devices. So before I jump in, I'd like to just give a quick promotion to something that's kind of funny. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of buzzwords around IoT in the industry. Mm -hmm. The Guardian, if you go to the Guardian 
and type in the Internet of Nearly Everything, you'll see a very funny website mm-hmm. that allows visitors to search and enter words to see what would happen if you connect something to the Internet. Literally, you could type in the word cat, and it'll come back with some really interesting information about sensors on flea collars, for example. So just a little bit of a fun uh, way to look at the Internet of Things. So let me jump in on where we are today and what I think will be happening um, in in 2016. It's still a greenfield environment. IoT today, less than 1% of all the things that are uh, could be connected on the Internet today are connected. Uh, that's roughly about 10 billion items of about 1.5 trillion today that are actually connected to the Internet. So there's a huge amount of opportunity here. Every second, about 127 items are connected to the Internet. So in the three minutes or so that I'm talking right now, about 23,000 items are going to be connected to the Internet. So technically, there's really almost unlimited ability. With the newest version of the Internet Protocol of IPv6, there's almost unlimited number of devices that can be connected to the networks that we have today. So, again, it's greenfield opportunity. Technically, we can do it. What's happening and what I think will continue to happen this coming year is, think about the last time any of us walked into a Home Depot or a Best Buy um, or or some sort of a store that carries a lot of uh, home merchandise, you'll see sensors and IoT devices front and center on end caps at eye level, just like you see in the grocery stores, the prime real retail space with sensors for um, homes, wearables like smartwatches. You'll see more and more of these kinds of uh, merchandise coming to the shelves uh, in stores around the world. And they're going to be more and more adopted, uh, not only by consumers, but by businesses, by governments. And some examples are smart lights that sense the level of daylight on streets, Mm -hmm. and they don't come on until it's dark. Uh, Carbon monoxide sensors, so that when citizens, you know, when they come home, they can can know that uh, their garages may need fresh air. They've got to open the door before they arrive. Things like that are just quick. Russ, I'm going to have to stop you, my dear, because we have to have time for the other three in this part of the panel. One sentence summary. I love what you're saying. We've got to get you back for a whole show on this stuff. Russ, one sentence summary quickly. So think Spider-Man, the movie Spider-Man. The quote is, with great power comes great responsibility. Regulation is going to definitely come to the forefront in 2016 with IoT. Thanks. Amen. Thank you. Don't go away. We want to get your favorite drink in a minute. Martin Wazowski calling from Berlin, Chief Designer, SAP Global Design. Martin, I'm ready for you. Try to keep it to two minutes. What are your predictions, Martin? Perfect. Uh, Listening to that, there's going to be a lot of data and a lot of new technologies. And the question is, what do we do with it? I think 2016 will be the uh, great UX awakening uh, in, in big information technology. Everybody understands that you need not to know your user to create a business for that user. And what's better for that than, than design? So uh, that's what we see here. Many companies are see, uh, starting the UX journey. Although they are not in the domain of UX, they might not think so, but they actually are. Uh, they acquire designers. They get new, new people in. They educate the person. New skills are required this new world. And we see that coming. People are educating their engineers, the business people, and vice versa. The designers are, you know, fluent or getting fluent, more fluent in the, in the engineering language or vocabulary. New processes and methods. We've been talking about design thinking a lot. Just one of them, a method for innovation through design. And, you know, new UX tools, because you cannot run faster than your customers. You need to bring your customers on board, so you need to provide these tools to them. Uh, and in the end, a new culture and a new mindset to, to, to reach the value of great UX once you bring it into your company. And, you know, the value is there. And people are seeing it. We will see increase of that. You know, people will gain productivity through better design, better design tools and interfaces. Uh, save training costs. You, uh, decrease user errors. Decrease change requests. And, you know, increase user satisfaction, customer loyalty. Because it is not about the technology. It's actually about the relationship between you and your customers and who can bring that knowledge better in than, than your design or design-aware community. And it's not me. It's, it's just trends. Uh, Forrester says you, 70% of what we do is keeping the lights on, but they think this will flip. Innovation through design or drive business through innovation will be the 70% of where we make the money in the future. And we see this. Uh, McKinsey buying Lunar Design, uh, Facebook Oculus buying Carbon Design, Accenture bought Fjord a couple of years ago. This is happening. Venture capitalists are looking at designs uh, founded or started 
tech companies. This is unheard of before. So, you know, design services, design tools, all these things are coming in to bring this new value out of UX. So I'm saying great UX awakening in 2016. Thank you, Martin. Wonderful. Let's go to Chris Mark, Design and User Experience at SAP. Chris, got to keep you to two minutes. Go ahead. All right. Thanks, Bonnie. Yeah, and in fact, I could just pick up mm-hmm. right on what Martin was talking about, uh, this idea of a, a flip that we can expect next year from specifically information technology to something that's much more focused on innovation technology. And because of that, actually what you're, you're seeing a lot of buzzwords pop up these days, uh, digital transformation, digital business, digital economy, and so on. I'm, I'm positive that we're going to be hearing a lot more of that in 2016. But from my perspective, I think, you know, there are some things on, a, on an individual level, uh, whether at work or at play or at home, that will be even more noticeable next year. Or in fact, a better way to say it would be, if not noticeable, more real. And so the first thing I would call out, you know, building on what we've heard so far, is gets to how people interact with technology overall. And if you just think back a little bit, for a long time it's really been basically via a screen uh, and a keyboard or even going back to punch cards and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, over the years, we've seen voice coming in um, and other pieces, but we've really hit an inflection point. Um, and you can see it already in the market, whether it's things with the iWatch around touch, um, sound, and, and how you can, uh, again, uh, take action or recognize something happening via sound, uh, motion, uh, where you are, and so on. But all these things will be even more prominent uh, in 2016 uh, as more and more applications come out, both in a consumer and in a professional sense. And in many ways, they'll be coming together. You know, a second point that you'll see, I would say, is that all this gets much more personal or personalized. And by this, I mean it's not about the colors or you're seeing your name when you log on to something or open an app, but really intelligence about what you want, about what you want to get done or accomplish at a very specific moment, uh, what you need, where you are, I mean, an, an example right now is as I was driving into the office this morning, uh, opening up my Waze app, you know, the first thing it asks is, oh, am I heading to, to the office? Um, that, that's a small little thing, but what if that, and, and I think we can expect that to happen next year across a number of different applications where it not only knows what you're likely to be doing because of your past, but also what uh, others have done, what's best practice. If you take that beyond just a track or a community perspective, you'll see some big, big impacts really next year. But really gets to the the third point I was going to highlight, which gets to redefining how we work. I saw a stat recently that 80% of of processes will be completely new, digitized, or eliminated in the next years. So whether this means, you know, personalized health or fitness on a whole different level or large-scale logistics and security, security challenges and, say, refugee situations, or even in the corporate world, um, all the way from the shop floor up to the, the boardroom. And in fact, looking at what we've seen happening now, I think one quote might be, um, if you just think about the boardroom context, that the, the boardroom of the future doesn't even necessarily have to be in a room anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It's a concept, and we, we will see it next year, I'm sure. Thank you very much, Chris. Mark, Pat Saparito, I saved two minutes for you. Go ahead, Pat. Thank you. So uh, I see 2016 as the year of the Ds, so data, digital, and disruption. Um, certainly this year we saw a data transformation and cloud analytics as the hot trends, uh, both fueled uh, by the explosion of data going on hyperconnectivity, as mentioned earlier. And companies started to dip their toes into the water and actually data lakes, if you will, with pilots. So we're going to see more of the same next year, but they're going to get serious about a digital strategy and moving outside, um, not just internal, but moving outside um, uh, not only their customers, but additional stakeholders like distributors and suppliers. So they're going to embrace um, uh, analytics as a service, um, talked a lot about cloud. Um, they're going to do that for agility and cost management, but also to uh, support uh, innovation. Um, we'll also see the executive uh, suite adopt digital boardrooms. Um, you know, Chris just mentioned the boardroom of the future, uh, and that's going to be good news because the investments will be there, the recognition of the need for that, and the investments there um, will continue. So those are my predictions, and I guess I'll end that with saying fasten your seatbelts as we uh, hop on to <laughs> and increase the speed limit on the digital highway. You you stole my closing, but you know, Pat, perfect. Let me circle back quickly. Russ Lefevre, one sentence. What's your favorite holiday drink this year? Go. 
Well, I have an Irish heritage, so I like Guinness beer. Okay, thank you. Martin Wazowski, what will you be drinking this holiday? It will be Swedish glug uh, because it's sweet and strong. Oh, sounds good. Sounds sexy, actually. Chris Mark, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, you mentioned Dom earlier, so I think it's going to have to be champagne. I like that. I'm mixing my champagne with apple juice for what I call an appaloosa instead of a mimosa. What I made that up. Thank you, Chris. Pat Saparito, what are you drinking this holiday? Oh, I'm going with the classic Tom and Jerry's. <laughs> Ooh, haven't heard that one in a long time. No comment. Wonderful. Russ, Martin, Chris, Pat, thank you for helping me kick off part three of our SAP 2016 prediction show. Appreciate it. Have a great holiday. I'm going to say bye-bye to the four of you. We're going to take a quick break, and I mean quick, and waiting in the wings. We've got Eleanor Traharney-Jones at Trusty.com, Alex Benella, Capgemini, Val Srinivas at Deloitte, and Anthony Abatello at Deloitte. So I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Predictions on Steroids. We'll be right back. Justin, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Welcome back. Part 3 prediction special. Let's hit it. Our first up on this segment, I'm just going to greet her very quickly. It's Eleanor Trahan-Jones at Trustee.com. Eleanor, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me, Bonnie, today. Good. You're welcome. Next up, we're going to be speaking with Alex Benell or Benel. He said I could say it either way, Capgemini. How are you, Alex? I'm really well. Thank you, Bonnie. Hope you are too. I am delighted to have you. Thank you. Third up, we have Val Srinivas at Deloitte. How are you, Val? Very good, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you for joining me and rounding out this part of the show, Anthony Abitello. How are you, Anthony, Mr. Smile? <laughs> hey, Bonnie, I'm doing well, and happy holidays to you. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. That's one of the smilingest professional photos I've seen in years. I love it, Anthony. So let's circle back. Eleanor Trahan-Jones, let's talk. I'm going to give you two minutes for your predictions. We are ready. Go ahead, please. Thank you. So um, predictions this end is that online privacy is going to reach a tipping point in 2016, and it's going to be a key driver of business success. And U.S. companies and companies around the world should be looking to Europe um, to understand uh, the changes ahead. So as we speak today, yesterday, in fact, after four years of long negotiations, um, the European regulators have signed an enormous package of EU data protection reform. Um, This will bring sweeping changes to all companies around the world that have EU customers, um, and so extend the rule of EU law uh, to countries where it's never been uh, felt before. So there's two years to comply, but 2016 is going to be the year when that kind of compliance countdown begins, as those companies with EU customers will start to learn how they need to comply. So the good news uh, is that a lot of these measures uh, include new rights for consumers, uh, which in the light of some of the things that have happened will be an important part of kind of restoring consumer trust um, in some of the many data collection activities that some of your former uh, guests on this program have been talking Mm -hmm. about. 
but it will increasingly figure privacy and data protection will figure very highly on the corporate risk register in the year ahead. Thank you very much. Very profound. Let's turn to Alex Benel at Capgemini. Alex, please share your predictions with us. Hi, Bonnie. I'm keeping it simple with just one prediction, and it relates to the finance function and the digitalization of finance. So my prediction for next year is that the messaging of uh, simplified in-memory platforms such as SAP, S4HANA, really start to land and resonate with organizations, and in particular, the finance function. So a key focus for next year will be working out how they get there. So the messages around running simple have been peeing around for a while, I guess, but the focus for some time has been on speed and potentially reduction in TCO, which, although important, didn't necessarily resonate with a CFO. So I think uh, I kind of recognized this fairly early on and was instead sort of keen to talk about genuine business value. And I think those messages will land and gain traction next year. But for Greenfield customers or those re-implementing, it's maybe a straightforward choice. The only potential implementation risk, therefore, is kind of product immaturity. But organizations in a brownfield situation, and that's what we see typically in the UK. Let's turn to Val Srinivas at Deloitte. Go ahead, Val. Thank you, Bonnie. I have uh, three predictions. Um, They're all related to uh, innovations we are seeing in um, uh, in the financial um, um, services area. Uh, The first is on uh, marketplace lending or uh, P2P platforms. Uh, you know, these uh, platforms have uh, grown tremendously over the last, uh, you know, several years. And I think, you know, in 2016, uh, marketplace lending will become, you know, more mainstream as banks uh, increase their role in this uh, growing ecosystem. And we may even see some uh, the beginnings of consolidation in the industry. Uh, the second prediction is on blockchain. A lot of talk and hype about blockchain. But I do believe that in financial services, blockchain innovation will accelerate uh, with some real applications in, uh, you know, whether it's payments or securities processing and trading and so on, uh, bringing us closer to a, a sort of a, a blockchain dominant world. And we may even see applications outside financial services, um, you know, such as identity management and uh, so on. And the last one I want to, uh, you know, mention is the Internet of Things, uh, uh, which again is, uh, has received mm-hmm. a lot of attention. But I do believe in 2016, uh, innovations in the Internet of Things will expand at, a, at a, you know, at a faster pace, uh, particularly uh, in areas such as, you know, insurance and banking. You know, we do see some applications being developed, but I think um, financial services firms will begin to adopt. IoT as part of their uh, product uh, uh, strategies going forward. Thank you very much, Anthony Abitello at Deloitte. You're up. Thanks, Bonnie. Um, just just two quick ones. I think in two, 2016 we're actually going to start to see the material progress toward uh, increased satisfaction around leadership and culture for our clients. The first one is just about what I'm calling leadership rewired. So this is actually bringing science into the idea of potential and and you know the the removal of the of the nine box that really does nothing for us and actually bringing science back into the identification of potential. And the second is about you know gaining cultural insights, actually using data and analytics to drive you know a view of employees and the level of com- of uh, emotional connectedness they have with the organization's strategy. So actually appealing to um, that the emotions of the workforce and actually using the insights um, to drive what it is that they want to accomplish with their business strategy. So, you know, having a, a rewire around leadership and, and gaining that insight around culture through emotional connectedness. Thank you very much. Guess what? I'm going to circle back to Eleanor Trahan-Jones. By the way, she's the director of EMEA and Global Communications at Trustee. Eleanor, what will you be drinking this holiday? Please share with us. I'm looking forward to going back to England and having a glass of mulled wine. Ooh, sounds good. Is that warm or chilled or room temperature? How do you serve it? It's warm. Yes, warm and ideally with a mince pie, a very traditional English paper. Oh, my goodness. Be still my heart. Lovely. Alex Finnell leads Simple Finance for Capgemini UK. Alex, what are you going to be drinking this holiday? 
I think I'm going to be drinking warm English beer. <laughs> you put the warm in for me. I know that. Any particular brand you'd like to share with us, Alex? Oh, I wouldn't want to commit to uh, any um, any advertising, but anything like an India Pale Ale or something like that, a nice hoppy beer. Thank you very much. Val Srinivas is Research Leader for Banking and Securities at the Deloitte Center for Financial Services. Val, what are you going to be having in your glass or your cup or your stein or whatever you're drinking from this holiday? Tell me. I'm going to be drinking cold beer, Bonnie, uh, Belgian <laughs> beer. I love Belgian beer. Any so, special uh, brand? You're allowed to do a quick shout-out to a brand if you love it. She may. She may. Okay, thank you very much. And Anthony Abitello, Principal in the Deloitte Human Capital Practice. Anthony, what's in your cup for this holiday? What's not is really the question, but <laughs> my favorite will be, <laughs> will be uh, probably a, a spiked, spicy uh, eggnog, which you know, it just makes you feel warm and cuddly this year. Oh, I love that. A little nutmeg on top, please. Yes. Always. Always. A little bit of rum. Oh, sounds good. Thank you all so much. I have to do a shout out to Carla Neal, Amanda Bush, Helen Thomas, and all the wonderful people at Deloitte who bring us such wonderful guests all year long, including Val and Anthony and your colleagues. Everyone, thank you so much. Have a happy holiday. Eleanor, appreciated you joining us. Alex, Val, and Anthony, everybody have a great holiday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to be speaking with the one and only Frank Diana at TCS, Barbara Giamanco, also the one and only at SCS Connect, Jackie Otto at SAP, and Nick Robinson, the social Robinson. So I'm Bonnie D. Graham. I think I'll still be after the break. We'll be right back. Justin, out. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013 over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology comprising 34.9 percent of the workforce the impact of mobility on business is clear Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Welcome back. This is part three of our 2016 prediction special, part three, segment three. So there, I'm pleased to welcome the following four guests. We have Frank Diana, currently leading efforts to define and enable the evolution of business. That's Enterprise of 2020 for TCS Global Consulting. How are you, Frank? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Glad, glad to have you, Ma. Always happy to have you on the show. Barbara Giamanco, heads up Social Centered Selling. How are you, Miss Barb? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Jackie Otto, ATO, is Customer Value and Adoption Consultant for SAP Success Factors. Hi, Jackie. How are you? Good. Good morning to you. <laughs> Good morning to you, and Nick Robinson is the Digital Strategy Lead for SAP North America, and I'll tell a little bit about each of you when we come back into the predictions, but first, say hello, Nick Robinson. Good morning, and happy holidays, Bonnie. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. Okay, Frank, uh, let me see. Frank, I just was very intrigued that you have a Bachelor of Science degree in computer science. I have a couple of other degrees in computer science, and I know it has served me well. It looks like it's done well for you. Frank, we'd love to hear your predictions. Why don't you take two minutes and get going? Thank you. Sure. So uh, quick predictions on five levels. Ready? The first is that business model innovation and growth will be an intense focus in 2016. I'm going to call 2016 the year of experimentation and the prototype. And that focus on growth is going to drive an intense focus on operating model innovation. Let's call that the year of effectiveness. And so the tensions within our organizations will finally get addressed and new emerging models will be embraced and adopted across the enterprises so sort of a multimodal way to address the pressures of the world, both in terms of existing categories and new and emerging categories. And from all of that will come, a, a finally, the holistic view of digital, so an emergence out of marketing and channel orientation into uh, more of a broad business-oriented view of digital. And a platform will emerge in 2016 around digital that will drive many agendas that support both the business model and the operating model innovations of the year. And then to support all of that will be uh, next generation focus on customer experience. And so it's an elusive and moving target, but folks will actually broaden the lens of experience to include more stakeholders and actually embrace and adopt new strategies and tactics to drive optimal customer experiences in multiple, multiple channels. And then beyond that will be a focus on next generation productivity. And so robotics, artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things will all be leveraged to drive and increased productivity to support the broader agendas that I just talked about. And interestingly, it will uh, create an automation of knowledge work that will fuel an explosion in artificial intelligence in 2017. That's my predictions. Thank you, Frank. Very appreciated. Barbara Giamanco, what do you see coming down the pike in 2016 and or beyond? Go ahead, Barb. Hi, great. Thanks. Well, first, I think that we're going to see marketers employ a more strategic approach using account-based marketing. I think that's going to be a big one. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it goes beyond the initial engagement tactics, and it really supports that full life cycle. Uh, moreover, what I think is going to happen is that it will uh, help marketers make sure that they're really zeroing in on the audiences that are going to help generate those high-value leads. So account-based marketing, I think, is going to become much bigger. Second, I think there are going to be more investments made in the consultative sales trainings that include and incorporate digital and social into the mix. We know buyers have higher expectations than sellers, and we also know that a lot of organizations are not making sure that their sales folks have those sharp consultative problem-solving skills and making sure that they also understand how to leverage new technologies as part of their selling approach. And third... I think on the technology front, we're going to see podcasting, video, and live streaming. I think all three are going to play a much bigger role in educating and influencing and engaging prospective uh, buyers. You know, when you think about podcasting, uh, you can listen to it anywhere, unlike video where you kind of have to be someplace, and we hope we're not watching video in the car while you're driving. Um, but these mediums are really proving to be great ways to uh, quickly educate and stay in front of people in different ways. So that's what I'm thinking. Thank you very much. And I have to mention, Barb is co-author of The New Handshake, Sales Meets Social Media, and she wrote the Harvard Business Review article, Tweet Me, Friend Me, Make Me Buy, operative word buy. Thank you, Barb. Jackie Otto, Customer Value and Adoption Consultant for Success Factors. Jackie, what do you see coming down the road in 2016? Yeah, uh, focus on some HR trends. I think companies next year are really going to have to focus on redefining the role of manager. Lots of talk this year around, you know, changing the performance review process, expecting managers to provide ongoing feedback and coaching to their employees. But sadly, that's not necessarily a natural tendency for leaders. And so focusing a lot of resources on training, upskilling managers to be able to have these conversations is key. But then also allowing managers the time to do this will be huge. Um, you know, as we, we think of annual year-end reviews, time-consuming, potentially a painful process, when you think of spreading that out over the year and potentially having more time in terms of those one-on-ones and the coaching you know, we need to allow that in terms of a manager's job requirements. Um, there must be enough time allocated for that. Uh, related to that, I would think uh, we hopefully see more of a trend towards workplace flexibility and, you know, really changing the dynamics of what it means to uh, for a workspace and having more of, you know, the telecommunication 
telecommuting presence, um, more driven by digital and, you know, having the mobile available everywhere you go. People are on their phones, mobile all the time. And so kind of rethinking the work day, what that looks like, um, I think that's going to start to shift. And again, you know, having those remote work options is definitely um, a, a big plus, knowing that we're always available. Um, and then last thing, just tied to those ongoing performance reviews and potentially companies getting rid of those annual performance ratings, I really think we need to rethink through uh, our comp practices in terms of employees having those expectations of annual pay increases. You know, what does this mean going forward? Um, yeah, there you go. We're going to have to Thank figure that out. Thank you very much. <laughs> very interesting. We might have to do a show on that, Jackie. Very, very provocative. Thank you. Nick Robinson is the co-host of the Creators Class podcast. Had to mention that. And co-author of Stumble Upon for Dummies. I think I need to get a, a copy and stumble upon it. Nick Robinson, predictions? Two minutes, go. Yeah, so my predictions are around B2B marketing, much like what Barbara mentioned uh, first area is social selling. I really think it's going to take off in B2B organizations because I think sales and marketing organizations alike have reached a, a, a level of understanding and a level of the ability to measure that bodes really well for next year. Second area is B2B targeting. It will become more personalized and targeted at the account industry and LOP level. Because when technologies like demand-based are combined with marketing automation and content management, we'll see a new level of automation and personalization. And then lastly, my favorite, is I believe we'll, have, we'll observe several large M&A deals where brands will acquire content properties. So in the words of Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose, due to the popularity of content marketing, we've seen the competitive landscape for audience intention become more difficult. And so a brand can choose whether to build a content property or buy a content property. I think we're going to see the pendulum shift for a lot of bigger brands toward the buy category. So those are my three predictions. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Let's circle back to Frank Diana. Frank, what's going to be in your cup, your glass, your beer stein, your mug, whatever it is for the holiday this year? Tell me. A lot of red wine. <laughs> a lot of red wine. Thank you. Any particular brand? Come on. Is it a Merlot? Is it a, a, a Pinot Noir? What is it? It's a Pinot Noir. How did I? You know what? I just closed my eyes and thought about that. Aren't we good <laughs> together, Frank? Thank you very much. Barb Giamanco, what are you going to be drinking this holiday? Well, along with Frank, there's going to be a lot of red wine, but I'm also a Prosecco gal, so I'm going to be having uh, lots of bubbly during the holidays. Sounds wonderful. As I told the last panel, I'm mixing champagne with apple juice, and it's a friend's version of a mimosa, but I call it an appaloosa. I don't know. I just made that up, and I think it's kind of cute. Whoa, Jackie Otto, what are you going to be drinking? Uh, I visited South Africa this year and was um, fortunate enough to try Amarula, which is a liqueur, and it is amazing. So all day, all night. (laughs) okay anybody wants to visit jackie right now before she starts nick robinson what are you drinking this is probably going to be the most boring answer you've ever heard but ever because i actually i actually gave up drinking about a year ago so it's literally just club soda and i'm completely fine with that Well, club soda can be fun. It depends on what you're eating while you're drinking it. It can actually be very pleasant and let the flavor of the food come through. So good for you. I think it goes with multiple foods. (laughs) I think it does, like anything in the world. Thank you, Frank, Diana. Thank you, Barb Giamanco. Thank you, Jackie Otto. Thank Nick Robinson. Appreciate the four of you. Have a great holiday. We're going to clear the lines now and get ready for the wrap-up. This is our final live show of the year. Can't believe it. So far, we have had a great year. So coming up next will be Joe Barkai, Susan Lucas-Conwell, Bianca McCann, and Puneet Supple coming up. So I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I promise I will be after the break. We're just going to quickly say Justin out. business community's first choice in internet talk radio 
Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Welcome back, and it's just about time to wrap up this party. I have on the line, we're waiting for one more guest. He will be Mr. Anonymous for right now until he calls in. We are starting this segment with Susan Lucas-Conwell. She's Chief Innovation Catalyst. I love that title. I want to steal it at Growth Resources, Inc. How are you, Susan? I am great. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for joining me. Next on our panel right now is Bianca McCann, Global HR Leader of the HR Expert Network at SAP. How are you? Hey, Bonnie. Doing great. Thanks. Thank you for joining me. Wonderful. And rounding out so far this part of the panel in a gray sweater, I understand, is Panit Supple, member of the Customer Innovation and Strategic Projects team at SAP. And he calls himself a seasoned solution strategist. That's a triple threat. How are you, Panit? I am very well. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. So let me get started. Let's just start and see if our fourth guest joins us. Otherwise, we have a little more time for each of you. Susan Lucas-Conwell, uh, as the Chief Innovation Catalyst at Growth Resources, Inc., what do you see coming down the pike for 2016? Why don't you take about two and a half minutes and tell us what's coming up in your world of predictions? So what's coming up in my world is the final frontier, and isn't that appropriate to talk about it with Star Wars coming out yes. tomorrow night? If you can believe it, $1.8 billion invested in space in the last year, and it's only looking to accelerate. And we're looking at space travel. We're looking at nanosatellites. We're looking at rocket propulsion. We're looking at asteroid mining. Asteroid mining is predicted, and space mining is predicted to be a $100 trillion future market. Mm. We're looking at 2,000 nanosatellites that are going to be up there starting in 2014, over half of them are going to be available for commercial use in 2016. And we, when we think about space, we're thinking about forest protection. We're thinking about how much oil Iran is storing. We're thinking about big data that's going to stop maritime pirates. And for those of us who worry about it, we're even going to have tiny satellites that make for better, more accurate weather forecasts. Someone said last year, Earth's orbit is a junkyard and there is a cleanup plan. So I'm looking to the final frontier. I love that. Thank you very much. I just got a note from my local theater that tickets are still available for opening night of Star Wars. All I can say is a shout out to my broker who told me about six months ago, let's buy more Disney stock. It's going to happen. And I said, sure, why not? And here we are. So everybody go see the movie. Thank you, Susan. And we're going to ask you in just a few minutes what's in your holiday cup, mug, or a glass. So get ready for that. Yeah, Bianca McCann, let's hear your predictions. Thanks, Bonnie. I have a couple predictions for 2016. Uh, as you know, I'm obsessed with HR, so these are very HR-centric. The first one is that in 2016, talent management is going to get a lot more transparent. So uh, we've probably seen some of this already on the market, things like open office space, things like moving managers to ongoing coaching. These are all good indicators of what's coming. And also what I think is going to happen in 2016 is that demand for transparency is going to continue to rise, but really in the staple talent management practices. So things like how am I being evaluated at work? What's my realistic career development plan? Am I on a succession slate? And do you want to tell me about that? 
So 2016 is really going to be about the employee. It's really going to be about HR organizations recrafting their approach to helping employees know what their path looks like in a very realistic way. These changes are going to require some interesting cultural changes as well, um, and that's going to be something around employees feeling 100% valued at work. So does every employee see their space in your workforce? So two challenges there for the HR organization. The other HR trend that's coming, I think, is appification. So HR apps are coming. We're we're moving into what I'm calling the third wave. Um, The first wave was that licensed software. The second wave, which is upon us now, is is the cloud piece. And now it's really about mobile apps. So the mobile app space for the new HR platform is coming in 2016. Again, we're already seeing great indicators around that. But this is really going to be, this mobile app space is going to be the new platform for HR. It's going to improve the way that people work. And it's also going to change the experience for the employee in that it's designed for them. Taking out of the hands of HR all the things that we used to sort of um, sort of guard, giving that access directly to employees and managers. And then finally, my third prediction is it's time to get sassy. And what I mean by that is our analysts are telling us that, you know, typically technology cycles run in about five to seven year increments. That means we're right up against that incremental shift in 2016 where HR organizations have to start thinking about moving to software as a service. So it's time to get sassy in 2016. In a nutshell, I think that there will be significant growth uh, and increasing sophistication, really, for the HR tech market uh, in, in the year to come. Thank you very much. I love the energy. And, Panit Supple, I saved about two and a half minutes for you. What are your predictions? Well, thank you, Bonnie, and um, I'm going to turn geek on you guys and tell you that <laughs> looking at a lot of research and a lot of experts out there, we expect that the percentage of enterprises creating advanced digital transformation initiatives will more than double by 2020, and that trend has already started, and we'll see a lot of momentum there next year. What this means is that we will see a great amount of activity along big data analytics, Internet of Things, and artificial intelligence. Nothing new. We've talked about it all year. But next year will be a big year because it's digital transformation is becoming a very, very important priority for CEOs. And uh, this will be uh, the year, I believe, when vision and function will start to come together. Talking about the Internet of Things, um, it's expected that by 2018 there will be 22 billion IoT devices installed. And we'll get to a Mm. stage in about five years from now, where one million new devices will come online every hour. That's mind-boggling. It's almost Star Wars-like. But um, what that means is that all this starts next year. So what does this mean for, for people who are actually having to do things who, you know, in our daily lives? It will affect, I believe, two important areas starting next year. One is an area that has been waiting for technology to catch up, and one is an area that Uh, has not quite benefited with the changes in technology as much. I'll start with the second one. That is education. Education is one such area where our classrooms are not as cutting edge as they could be. Our teachers don't have the best that they deserve to have. All of this can change with IoT and with technology and education. I expect some big moves happening next year. Uh, The other thing is healthcare. And, um, you know, every day we hear of new developments, we hear of new kinds of treatments. So it is expected that by in another five years, a study by the University of Chicago says that the healthcare industry will see a 21% increase in IT jobs in healthcare. What that means is it doesn't happen overnight. It's all starting to happen. We'll see a big move there this coming year. The ability to use uh, new equipment, wearable technology, digital therapy, all of this. I mean, just recently we found that we can now make arteries using 3D printers, off-the-shelf 3D printers. So we are already beginning to see how what we would not even associate with healthcare can start helping in that arena. And uh, since I was the last one going on here, I figured I should end with that rather optimistic note because given the kind of world we live in today, there's a lot of cause for pessimism. But I think these advancements in technology are definitely going to help make for a better world. And all I say is let's start working towards this. That should be a resolution for 2016. I I agree. I agree. Thank you for the optimism. Susan Lucas-Conwell, I warned you, I'd love to know what's going to be in your holiday glass, cup, mug, whatever you're drinking from. Tell me quickly, please. I am going to be having some delicious hard hot cider in the depths of Normandy. 
Okay. Well, that's a mouthful. Enjoy your trip. By the way, uh, I hope your your daughters are doing well and uh, rowing and rowing and rowing to championships. And I know you travel around the world watching your daughter compete. And so I hope that's going to be part of your new year. And I'll tell you Bianca, about it in 2016. I know you will. Bianca McCann, what are you going to be drinking for the holiday? That's easy, Bonnie, an eggnog martini out of my I Love HR coffee mug. How's that? Oh, 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 an eggnog martini. My goodness, does that have a little nutmeg on top? Of course, I wouldn't miss it. Oh, I'm salivating already. Panit Seppel, regale me. What are you going to be drinking? Well, it'll be between two great products given by nature, tea and red wine. We will just go back and forth. <laughs> red wine with the tea chaser. Any particular style or uh, shape or form of red wine, Merlot or Pinot Noir, or what do you love? Well, like your previous caller on the previous segment, Pinot Noir or something from the Rhone Valley, a good Bordeaux always is good, a Chateauneuf du Pape. I mean, we just explore everything. I'm an equal opportunity red wine lover. I appreciate that. Thank you to Susan and Bianca and Panita. Shout out to Joe Barkai. Sorry you couldn't join us. We tried to get you, but Happy New Year to you too. So let me just do a little predictions of my own. We're starting a couple of new and very interesting series this year in 2016 actually. We're going to have a show called The Future of the Future. Get ready for that one. How about the future of cars? I know, I know, everything automotive. We're going to have a show called The Extended Supply Chain of the Future. Do you notice the trend? A lot of shows with future in their names. And Business Innovation is coming back with a new name. They're going to be called Business Network Innovation. And we have a lot of other series renewing, including Social Selling with Game Changers. So I want to thank my very smart, savvy, and predictably unpredictable panelists on today's show, all 50 of you really rocked it. I have a shout out to Karen Geraldo at Deloitte for tweeting. And well, what can I say? Dean Pappas, you always send me the most provocative and interesting tweets. So thank you to Dean. Dean Pappas underscore number two. There he is. And everybody on the show today who tweeted while you were on the air, bravo to you. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Shout out to all of our friends at the Business Channel, Jeff Spinard, Ryan Treasure, Angie Treasure, and Justin, my wonderful engineer. Justin, we did it. 47 games on three shows. We rocked it. So I'm just going to do my usual shout out and wish everyone a happy, healthy holiday and a new year, dare I say, with more peace in the world. And let's see what we can do to use technology and strategy to make that happen. So fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. I'll see you all live in early 2016. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.